0: Welcome to Nazareth Lutheran Church. I am Pastor Kate Zeiser and I am pleased to welcome you here today, this beautiful Thanksgiving weekend. I can't believe I still have tomatoes and peppers growing outside. As you are aware, we are socially distancing because of the pandemic and before communion I'll have some different instructions than usual for the way we'll distribute communion. Let's begin with a gathering song. No, wait. <laughs> Let's be, please rise for the confession. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. God of all mercy and consolation, come to the help of your people, turning us from our sin to live for you alone. Give us the power of your Holy Spirit that we may confess our sin, receive your forgiveness, and grow into the fullness of Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Let us confess our sin in the presence of God and of one another. Most merciful God,
1: we confess that we are captive to sin and cannot free ourselves. We have sinned against you in God.
0: you have been saved. In the name of Jesus Christ, your sins are forgiven. Almighty God, strengthen you with power through the Holy Spirit, so that Christ may live in your hearts through faith. Amen. You may be seated for the gathering song as we gather at the table. your banquet, strengthen us by what is honorable, just, and pure, and transform us into a people of righteousness and peace, through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. You may be seated for the readings.
2: Plans formed of old, faithful, and sure. For you have made the city a heap, the fortified city a ruin. The palace of aliens is a city no more. It will never be rebuilt. Therefore, strong peoples will glorify you. Cities of ruthless nations will fear you. For you have been a refuge to the poor, a refuge to the needy in their distress. A shelter from the rainstorm and a shade from the heat. When the blast of the ruthless was like a winter rainstorm, the noise of aliens like heat in a dry place, you subdued the heat with the shade of clouds. The song of the ruthless was stilled. On this mountain, the Lord of hosts will make for all peoples a feast of rich food, a feast of well-aged wines, of rich food filled with marrow, of well-aged wines strained clear. And he will destroy on this mountain the shroud that is cast over all peoples, the sheet that is spread over all nations. He will swallow up death forever. Then the Lord God will wipe away the tears from all faces, and the disgrace of his people he will take away from all the earth. For the Lord has spoken. It will be said on that day, Lo, this is our God. We have waited for him so that he might save us. This is the Lord for whom we have waited. Let us be glad and rejoice in his salvation. The word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be to God. God. The psalm for today is Psalm 23, and we'll read it responsibly by verse. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not in want. The Lord
1: makes me lie down in green pastures, and leads me beside
2: still waters. You restore my soul, O Lord, And guide me along right pathways for your name's
1: sake. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me.
2: You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, and my cup is running over.
1: Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord. Second
2: reading today is from Philippians chapter 4, verses 1 through 9. My brothers and sisters, whom I love and long for, my joy and crown, stand firm in the Lord in this way, my beloved. I urge Nerodia and I urge Syntyche to be of the same mind in the Lord. Yes, and I ask you also, my loyal companion, help these women, for they have struggled beside me in the work of the gospel together with Clement and the rest of my co-workers, whose names are in the book of life, Rejoice in the Lord always, again I will say, rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to everyone. The Lord is near. Do not worry about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Jesus Christ
0: Please rise
1: for the gospel
0: acclamation. Alleluia, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. Alleluia. After Jesus arrives in Jerusalem on Palm Sunday, Jesus goes to the temple, kicks the tables of the money changers over, and kicks down the chairs of the people selling animals for sacrifice. The next day, as Jesus is teaching in the temple, the religious leaders come up to him and ask, By what authority are you doing these things, and who gave you this authority? And then Jesus responds to them by telling three parables. Today's gospel lesson is the third. The Holy Gospel according to Matthew, the 22nd chapter. but they made light of it and went away. One to his farm, another to his business, while the rest seized his slaves, mistreated them,
1: and killed them.
0: The king was enraged. He sent his troops, destroyed those murderers, and burned their city. Then he said to his slaves, the wedding is ready, but those invited were not worthy. Go therefore into the main streets and invite everyone you find to the wedding banquet. Those slaves went out into the streets and gathered all whom they found, both good and bad. So the wedding hall was filled with guests. But when the king came in to see the guests, he noticed there was a man not wearing a wedding robe. And he said to him, Friend, how did you get in here without a wedding robe? And he was
1: speechless.
0: Then the king ordered, Ow. then the king set to the attendants bind him hand and foot and throw him into the outer darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. For many are called, but few are chosen. The gospel of the Lord. You may be seated. Yesterday Brady and I were supposed to were invited to a wedding. Uh, We were supposed to be there last night and drive back here after the dinner. And at the last minute, I declined the invitation. See, the wedding was, we got the invitations for this wedding about March 10th. So about two days before the lockdown started. And just felt terrible for the hosts to have sent out their invitation and have this huge unknown. Would there indeed be a wedding that day? And then at the end of July, they reissued the invitation and said, okay, instead of a buffet, we'll have plated meals, so let us know what you'll eat. And so he said, yes, we'll come, we'll have the beef. And then this week I listened to the Dr. Hinshaw on Monday and looked at the numbers in Edmonton, the COVID numbers in Edmonton. And again Thursday, listened to Dr. Hinshaw and heard new voluntary restrictions on gathering sizes. Which, if they weren't voluntary, they would be affecting this gathering. And thought about it and thought even though I trust this host, even though I trust this host to stick to the rules and the hotel hosting to make us stick to the rules, I don't want to go there. So at the last minute, when our hosts again reissued the invitation, it's still going on. These are the rules we'll follow. I replied, sorry, I'm not going. Fortunately, our host was a gracious host and said, yes, we understand. He did not send out his army to burn my city
1: and (laughs) kill us for not attending his wedding banquet. I may not want to
0: attend a wedding or anything else in Edmonton right now, but at least I'm not worried about the host burning the city down, or kicking me out for not wearing the right clothes. I really hate Matthew's version of this parable. Luke tells this parable as well, but in Luke's version, there is, when the people, when the first guests don't come, the king invites, or the host, in Luke's version, not a king, the host invites the poor, the blind, and the lame to the banquet. Wonderful! The people who really need to be invited to a banquet are invited. There's no killing slaves, there's no burning cities, and there's no throwing out guests for not wearing a wedding robe. When I mix up Luke's version with Matthew's version, it's even worse because if it's a poor, the blind, or the lame who is at the wedding, who probably can't afford a wedding garment. It's just awful, the idea that the host would throw someone out bind them and throw them out into the outer darkness for not wearing, for not meeting the dress code. And that phrase at the end, weeping into gnashing of teeth, Matthew loves that phrase. He uses it like six times in his gospel. And it just sends shivers up my back. No, I would not want to be a guest of this king in Matthew's version of the parable. It's it's like a scene from Game of Thrones, the fantasy TV show from a few years ago. If you watched that, or even if you didn't watch it, you probably got the impression that every wedding in that TV show, someone dies. It's not a wedding unless someone or an entire family is slaughtered. It's just... It blows my mind, this parable, the king destroying an entire city for not attending his wedding banquet, can't be real. But actually, when you look at the kings in the first century, when Jesus would have been alive, and when Matthew would have been writing down this gospel, Game of Thrones starts to be a little more believable. There was, for starters, King Herod the Great of Judea. The king that when the wise men come to his city and say, we saw a star in the sky and there were, and we believe that it is announcing the birth of a new king. King Herod the Great immediately recognizes, this newborn child is my competition. He, he's got to go. And so he orders his servants to go out and kill all the male children under two years old. A bloody birth. Much like Pharaoh, that ancient king in Egypt, ordered all the baby boys killed in the time of Moses. And then, once Jesus grows up, there's King Herod the Great's son, Herod Antipas. He is the king who had John the Baptist killed. First, he had John the Baptist arrested. You see, John the Baptist was sleeping with his brother's wife, Herodias, who was also his niece. And John the Baptist said, ah, no, that's, that's not right. So Herod Antipas had him arrested. Like, because he was John the Baptist was a prophet, he wasn't willing to have him killed. But then Herodias' daughter, at his birthday party, is ple- Herod is pleased with her dancing and says, "I will give you whatever you ask for." So Herodias' daughter goes to her mother and says, "What should I ask for?" She says, "The head of John, of, John the Baptist, on a plate." Well, that's how that <laughs> that's how that birthday feast ends with John the Baptist's head on a plate.
1: Uh-oh.
0: Now, it's not just the Herods that are like that. There's after Jesus' death, but before the Gospel of Matthew was written down, there's Nero, the Roman emperor. And he was known to be described as compulsive and corrupt. It's believed that this emperor started the great fire of Rome which wiped out half the city of Rome so that he could demolish half the city and have space to build a brand new palace for himself. And then some historians say that he blamed the fire on a minority religious group who followed this guy named Jesus and had them brutally executed for the fire. These are the kings that were around in Jesus' time and in Matthew's time. The actions of these earthly kings and of this king who, in the parable, just so far from what Jesus teaches in the Sermon on the Mount. Non-retaliation, instead of taking an eye for an eye to turn the other cheek, For Jesus teaches in the Sermon on the Mount that we should love our enemies and pray for those who persecute us. Tough to do when you're an early Christian in Nero's time. Jesus teaches that blessed are the poor in spirit, blessed are those who mourn, blessed are the meek, those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, blessed are the merciful and blessed are the pure in heart and blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake. The kingdom of heaven and the king of that, the ruler of heaven, it's a little different from those earthly rulers. When the Israelites first ran away from Egypt, fled, escaped Egypt, and Pharaoh, that king, who had slaughtered all of the Israelite baby, baby boys. They envisioned a nation where there would be no king but God, the Lord in heaven. And for hundreds of years, this was the case that Israel was ruled only by God, with judges and prophets as needed. And this lasted until the time of Samuel, when the people said, we want a king, we want to be like other nations. And Samuel the prophet warns, the king will take your sons away, he'll take your daughters away to be his servants, he'll take your best land and give it to his courtiers, the king will take your animals, and you will be his slaves. And on that day you will cry out against the king, People were warned. But the Bible, the Old Testament, does have this alternative to these earthly kings. An alternative that follows Jesus' teaching in the Sermon on the Mount. See, ideal kings are supposed to be like shepherds that take care of their people. Like the shepherd in... Psalm 23 it is, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And then, in the prophet Jeremiah, too, says, woe to the shepherds, woe to the kings, who destroy and scatter the sheep of my pasture, says the Lord. Jeremiah is speaking against those kings of Israel, those earthly kings, who are not acting like good shepherds. And God promises, then I will gather the remnant of my flock out of all the lands where I have driven them, and I will bring them back to their fold, and they shall be fruitful and multiply. I will raise up my shepherds over them who will shepherd them, and they shall fear not fear any longer, nor be dismayed, nor shall any be missing, says the Lord. Oh. The Bible, the Old Testament, and the New envisions a shepherd king who makes sure that no sheep are missing, who makes me lie down in green pastures and leads me beside still waters, who sets a table before me in the presence of my enemies, a feast in front of my enemies. And as our Old Testament reading read, a king, a shepherd king, who is a refuge for the poor and the needy in their distress, and a shelter from the rainstorm and the shade in the, and a shade in the heat. Just love listening to you, Lisa, read that prophecy, the promise of restoration, of refuge of a shepherd king who sets a feast before his people. And the people say this after the shepherd king swallows up death and wipes away the tears from all faces. The people say, this is our God. This is the Lord for whom we have waited, the Christ, the Messiah. So which king's banquet would you rather go to? The one in the parable in Matthew, the city where the king burns down the city of the people who reject his invitation, the king who throws out guests who aren't dressed properly, or the banquet of this heavenly shepherd king. You now I know not where I want to go. I want to go to the shepherd's. Not to the king who retaliates, but the king who loves his enemies and prays for them. The king that makes sure no one is missing. The king who makes me lie down in green pastures and leads me beside still waters. Who leads me through the valley of death. And who sets a table before me in the presence of my enemies. The king who is a refuge for the poor and the needy. The king who is a shelter from this rainstorm and a shade in the hot sun. The king who sets a feast for all peoples. The king who no. no. swallows up no. 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 death and wipes no. No. away the tears from all faces. That's the banquet I want to go to. And that's the banquet we are about to go to here with the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ poured out for the forgiveness of sins. That's the banquet I want to go to. Thanks be to God. God's grace and mercy, let us pray for the church, the world, and all those in need. Gracious host, fill your church with a spirit of joyous hospitality. We pray for bishops, teachers, church leaders, and all children of God as they invite others to your table of boundless grace. Lord, in your mercy. Gracious host, As you set a table in the presence of enemies, so bless the efforts of diplomats, international peace workers, and world leaders who navigate conflict. May they proceed with dialogue and understanding so that peace prevails. Lord, in your mercy. Gracious host, let your gentleness be known among those who are weary and ill, especially those suffering from COVID-19 and all those, mo- many more, suffering from the stress of the pandemic. pray especially for Carol, Janice, Tex, Norma, Gordon, and for those who mourn, the Holm, Christensen, and Gregory families. Strengthen doctors, medical care workers, and caretakers and to see to their needs. Lord, in your mercy. Gracious host, when we are quick to judge outward appearance, remind us how you clothe all in your mercy. We pray for ministries that provide needed clothing and other personal care assistance in this community. Lord, in your mercy. Gracious host, As we remember those who have died and are gathered at the heavenly banquet, comfort us with your presence. Assure us of your peace at all times. Lord, in your mercy, listen as we call on you, O God, and unfold in your loving arms all for whom we pray. In the name of Jesus Christ our Lord. The peace of Christ be with you always. presence in Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord.
1: Amen. Amen. The Lord be with you. Please
0: lift up your hearts.
1: We lift them to the Lord.
0: Let us give thanks to the Lord our God.
1: It is right to give our thanks and praise.
0: It is indeed right His glorious resurrection opens to us the way of the everlasting life. And so, with the choirs of angels, with the church on earth and the saints of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending
1: hymn. Holy, holy, holy.
0: thanks that that you have set before us this beast, the body and blood of your Son. By your Spirit, strengthen us to serve all in need and to give ourselves away as bread for the hungry. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord.
1: Amen.
0: Before the blessing, some reminders. Um, First, ushering is back to the pre-pandemic schedule. Um, So I will Myself or Amy will send out a reminder with that schedule for the, rest, for the remainder of the year, along with the new duties for ushering. I, After the blessing, I will exit during the sending song, and after the dismissal, after the sending song, I ask that you exit starting with the back rows first. That is it, I believe. Please rise to receive the blessing.
1: The Lord bless
0: you and keep you. The Lord's face shine on you and with grace and mercy. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace.